0: Hello and welcome to Escape Divas, your podcast on everything Escape rooms. This week, I am joined by Ruth Cole of Diorama Games. Uh, yes, that's what yeah, you're called now, formerly Puzzle Post, but just rebranded. And we are going to be talking about the redesign of their latest game. Woohoo! Yay! Welcome, Ruth! Woohoo! Yay! Yeah, Woo-hoo, thanks. Yeah.
1: I'm very happy to be here.
0: Yeah. Yay, so uh a disclaimer to start so i was actually uh, involved in this project and so i i do have a bias there uh but i found it's it's something that you know could be talked about a lot more in the escape room industry and the and the take home puzzle industry uh that kind the puzzle game industry because the idea of revisiting your games and uh, yeah. adjusting them and so before i get further into it um Ruud, I'm going to completely mispronounce your name now. I did. Yes, my, I gave it my me best Root shot. Yes, Ruud
1: the episode. It's fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, like, all right. I'm just going to uh, anglicize it anyway. But bef- before I get into that, how about you explain a little bit about yourself, about your company, and how you came into this industry?
1: Yeah, thanks. Uh, well, my name is Ruud Kohl, and I'm the founder and uh, game creator at Diorama. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we just rebranded. It was Puzzle Post for about five years. So we've been doing tabletop mystery games for a long time, Uh, actually relatively, but they were all in Dutch so far. Here in the Netherlands, we are pretty blessed with some amazing escape rooms, as you may know. And uh, I had the chance to work on a couple of those. And then after doing that for some years, I wanted to make games you know, in a box and send them home to people, um, which was a completely new thing back then. Um, you know, I did a little bit of research and I found some things, like the Mysterious Package Company. They were around back then.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But other than that, uh, I was um, doing something that I hadn't seen before. Yeah. And I had the luxury of being pretty much the only one in the Netherlands for a while, which was good. And <laughs>
0: um, that's how you win the market <laughs> yeah exactly
1: um, one. <laughs> but you know then i had a little bit of success and some people started doing a similar thing and then of course covid happened and everything exploded mm-hmm. uh, which was fantastic for the industry in its own way yeah i also had a boost in sales but also obviously there was like a tenfold hundredfold in competitors which is just right. amazing because now finally there's this whole industry Of people that i get to meet and you know and be a part of and i'm really really happy with that and yeah so we recently rebranded to diorama that's part of our move to go international like we're Mm -hmm. finally making our first english language game our name was a little bit too dutch and also i didn't really like it very much anymore and (laughs) it focused very much on like it's called it was called puzzle post Mm -hmm. so you know puzzle post i since learned that there's a couple other companies with the same name but with the l and the e switched because you know in dutch it's yeah ER. yeah so that focused on the post part pretty much like on the on the mail and that's just not really part of my focus anymore so we use this moment to go for something a little bit more poetic and a little bit more free and something that evokes something at least for me like the yeah. idea is that our games, like real dioramas, are these little intricate worlds with lots of little details that you can check out and get yeah. lost in, and you know that's basically the the idea of the name. So yeah, that comes along with our first English Kickstarter that's coming up, or or may have launched when this uh <laughs> might might have launched we can
0: we could say what the date is so it's september yeah the 28th? date is 20, uh,
1: september september 28th yes. yes so um so if you happen w- to be listening this to this
0: out, and it's yeah. after that date then uh yeah go <laughs> check it out gone. if it's yeah. before still go check it out and, and sign yeah, up definitely. for the notifications uh, either way, yeah <laughs>
1: you must check it out <laughs> yeah. um what should you be checking out well uh the game is called the vendor mist dossier mm-hmm and like you said in the intro, it's a redesign of our first game. And that's, you know, it has a whole, there's a whole history to why in the end we uh, decided to go for a redesign and not something completely new. But as it is, I'm incredibly happy with the fact that we did it because it's, uh, the improvements are just so amazing. And I'm really happy to see that happen and see how much I've learned in the you know the past couple of years. and. And also, you know, to bring it back to you, uh, <laughs> how much it adds to you know collaborate with other cool creators. And it was
0: you know. a it was a fun project, and I, I will so bef- and we will get into that and the experience of revisiting designs and and updating things. And it's I will say my own my own little history of it, like my own when I first encountered uh, puzzle post, I guess was. After I played Tales of Ord, like Rita's, uh, Rita Orlov's Tales of Ord, uh-huh. uh, I was keeping up with her blog, right? And she had posted a list of games that she really enjoyed. Like, if you enjoyed Tales of Ward, like, you know, and I'm like, well, if the creator of Tales of Ord likes these games, then clearly I am I should I should check them out. Because uh, the ta- Tales of Ord went yeah. away. And one of them was, like, near the, like, right at the top of the list. And it was just singing praises nonstop and and I should I'm not even I'm not going to attempt to pronounce the uh <laughs> the name of the game but I uh when I looked at it like I was reading all about it I'm like this sounds really exciting and then like right at the bottom Rita had a yeah. note, which was, unfortunately, it's only available in Dutch. Yeah. And I went, Oh <laughs> and, then, then, uh, and I actually was plotting, I'm like, would it be so bad if I just had a, a Dutch game that maybe I could Google translate sometime? There's
1: actually and, people who tried that. Like there's a couple yeah. of real big, you know, mystery game fans who emailed me and said, Is there something we could work out? And you know, in a couple of cases we did. And I always felt a little bit bad because, you know, you're spending all that money and it has to go all the way to the other end of the world. And then you kind of have to be messing around with Google translate or something. So that was, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But so, some people
1: who did it and Rita was one of them, but she knows a little bit of Dutch. Yes. So she, she knows that, a that little bit her. of Dutch. So and yeah. she
0: mentioned that in her post, like, but I speak some Dutch. So I'm like, yeah, like, okay. Okay. Uh, so I was very thrilled when I heard from you that, that you're, that you were translating it. Uh, and I, so But so I guess, could you describe the original, like the original game, a little bit? And as you mentioned, you're mentioning this to me before we started talking officially on the podcast. But it began Mm -hmm. just as a translation project, right?
1: That's true. the The original game is called uh, "Het Buccaneer Dossier," like it's a Dutch word for buccaneer, like pirate, which was just the last name of the main characters. And like you know, I've decided to change the name to something. You know, kind of Dutch-sounding, but still pronounceable. So yep. it's the Vandermist dossier now. Yep. Like I said, it's the first game I created uh, years ago. Back then, it was also launched with a crowdfunding campaign, but on a Dutch platform. It's the dossier of an old missing persons case. Uh, a case that, was, uh, that went cold in 1979, when a teenage amateur sleuth went missing. And so it's over 40 years later now, and her sister is still the only person who still believes that she might be alive, mm-hmm. and she has some reason to believe so because her sister left her some stuff, which seems to suggest that she left willingly. Right. But she never was able to figure it out. That's like that's the premise. From the first moment, my main focus was on making it as believable and authentic-looking as possible, uh, which is basically two uh, focuses. One of those is making sure that all the puzzles have a right to be there in the story. You know, there's a very there's a big divide in games, and it's completely fine and fun if it's not the case. But, you know, yeah. uh, like every single puzzle, there's a reason why some character chose to put that there and encode it in that specific way. And also, I tried to make all the stuff look really pretty.
0: Yes. And
1: uh, that was a very big selling point for years. And mm-hmm. I feel like the industry has grown so much and there's been so much incredibly beautiful stuff mm-hmm. that when I was redesigning this game, I just couldn't, I I couldn't let it go. <laughs> uh, and also I just, I just looked at the game and I realized that I'd learned so much of, well, Photoshop basically in the meantime. And right. uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's just, it's just a lot more beautiful now, uh, which is just so much fun to do. like, Mm-hmm. There's these like now and again there's you know revamps of old video games or something, and yes. it's just i they can be such a labor of love like I remember that was like a republishing of the original monkey island like ten years ago that was just so right. amazing uh I don't know it's um it's kind of like that like I just wanted to uh do everything better and that was not just the graphics but also you know fix some of the puzzles in the end i uh turned, turned out I added two puzzles and work on the story.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I wanted that to be as good as possible. I knew that in English I was going to need some help to get it to feel natural. So I went looking for a good author. And there was a couple of, you know, um, in the end, that was you. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was you. And it was just <laughs> such a blast working on it because from the very first moment, you understood that it was like we had the opportunity to make it so much better than just a good translation, but actually work on the story and see what worked and see what we could improve. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that was just so much fun. So I'm glad we did that.
0: Yeah. It was a lot of fun to work on. And because you had already done a basic translation, right? And, uh, and so that was basically what I was working with. And my job was, was to go through and, you know, kind of see like, does this make sense in English? So there was like a couple of things in there where, Wording and whatnot. I think when you said like, oh, uh, so and so fancies somebody, and I know what that meant because I watch a lot of British TV shows, and <laughs> and I'm also in Canada, and we also like kind of do that. But I know that like, okay, that means crush that that kind of stuff. Where, yeah, that's a
1: perfect example. Yeah,
0: yeah, but it was it was kind of fun to, you know, like I I might throw a suggestion to you being like rude. I don't know, like. I don't think people talk like this and then I'm going to change it. And then you come back in, actually, that's for a puzzle. It's got to be this way. And I'm like, oh, okay. So sometimes
1: though, like almost all of your suggestions basically made it in.
0: Oh no, but I I liked, I liked that. I I, I I go through the much the same experience uh, with Arrow where I'm like, actually you should change this. And he's like, no, I'm not going to change that. I'm like, but it makes more sense. (laughs) He's like, no, I I can't change that. (laughs) <laughs> trust, me. Yeah. trust me on this they, those letters are placed in the place that they're that they are for a very specific reason and, yeah. um, and so that was kind of fun to see like the push pull pull of that and uh balancing yeah like having something that sounds natural with but also this is a puzzle game yeah. <laughs> and uh no, knowing when to put your foot down and knowing when to like you know uh Let things slide Um, on both of our Mm -hmm. ends, right? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. From the start, I wanted to give you as much space as possible, you know, within not only the puzzles, but also like this is like this game got two sequels, and I would love this new version to get those sequels as well. Yeah. To be, you know, it's part of a trilogy. And I know where the story is going. So there was a couple of things where I need to do. uh, (laughs)
0: Yeah, where you're like, actually, this is explained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is actually. (laughs)
1: <laughs> like that, there's so much stuff like the introduction letter I I even before sending it to you I cut it down you know like I don't know I cut, like, cut out like 30% of it yeah. because I wanted to keep it as short as possible it's still kind of ready at that point of the game and there were multiple points where you said like can't we just you know cut this out and make you know stuff like that yeah yeah um and there's there's multiple points where we did, but there's also points where we couldn't. Yeah, we couldn't. Uh, and
0: when point. you explained <laughs> it to me, I was like, oh, that sounds exciting. And uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's it's hard to, to do that, right? Especially with a take-home puzzle game. Like, it's a medium where you can read. And I, I kept uh, reminding myself of that. This isn't an escape room, for instance, where you have 60 minutes to solve this thing or else whatever. Um, exactly. Reading is much more freeing and like you're much more free to read in in these games so having a a longer letter explaining very vital clues (laughs) is uh yeah is an okay thing and yeah i think
1: so too like there's still there's very obviously people enjoy different things Mm
0: -hmm. and i
1: very much noticed in all my playtests all the time that Mm -hmm. as much as i try to keep the story as concise as possible still uh, the reading part is not, for, for most people, that's not the most enjoyable part. Right. Um, yeah. But for the people who do care about it, um, it's. I'm very glad that we put so much effort into it, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's like, you're going to be reading it. might as well have something fun to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's a pretty ambitious story, all in all. Like, the the entire trilogy is is kind of a complicated plot. That's another thing. Actually, it's kind of a tangent, but whatever. Yep. The original trilogy had, um, had a prequel as well. Oh, it had uh, yeah, yeah. a product called the Philomela Letters, which was um, letters between the parents of the main characters back when they were little girls. Yeah. And there was so much, there were so many ideas in there. Like, it was all about uh, their... Their broken marriage and the secrets that they shared, and the, the the secret agent work that the father did, and a lot of it wasn't actually you know spelled out in the letters, but you had to solve puzzles to find it, and all that stuff. And that product isn't coming back. Um, and also, the product was made to be read at any point in the trilogy, so it couldn't give away too much. So it was all right.
0: It,
1: it put you know it it uh, asked it, it put all these questions in your head and answered very few of them. So it was a very confusing thing. It looked very nice. Um, But it's not coming coming back, and it's not coming in English. And that also meant that we were able to um, drop a couple of concepts and storylines and focus a little bit more. Like, one thing that... Like, I think the one thing that I like the most about what you added to the story is more tension in the relationship between Mm -hmm. Helena and Abigail, so the girl who went missing and her sister. Like, the way they parted ways and the last conversation that they had and stuff like that really weighs on the story much more than it used to and that I'm really happy about that
0: yeah it was a had it had some good it had like I, I found that that was almost already there and it was just bringing it out more and making it more apparent like yeah yeah. i
1: think you're right but that that is a very important step like i think you and recognize that it was there also Mm -hmm. because you know we were working on this together so we were discussing it yeah Uh, but making it apparent to the player is a is a very different thing yes and that's where a good (laughs) author comes in you know um so yeah yeah Uh,
0: so i was on the narrative side of things and i and i um i was impressed with how like I still don't. I remember you saying like, oh, you." I don't know if you still want to buy the game after you know everything about it. I'm like, I do and I don't. I know the narrative, but I still, I have no idea. I was very separated from the puzzle process. I saw mm-hmm. like a couple of things. So I'm curious to know about um, your experiences redesigning or improving upon the puzzles. And did that come out of like as you sent things out and got more feedback over the five years that you had that, mm-hmm. and, and it's kind of, you're kind of sitting there wondering like, ah, oh, maybe I should change this puzzle now that now that we have this opportunity, um, or were there puzzles in there that nobody had complaints about but that you still felt could use a little sprucing up based on what you've learned?
1: Yeah, definitely. Like this is where the redesign process basically went off the rails. Like. <laughs> I thought it, <laughs> I thought I thought it was going to be a couple of weeks and it was mostly going to be story stuff right. and, and you know and, and translation and also there were some puzzles that had to be redesigned because they were language based.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I ha- I ha- I ha- that was mostly my work as well like I had to rewrite those little bits of text so that the secret message would be on in the right place. Mm-hmm. Um so I got into the puzzle designing mode and I just wasn't able to get out of it. So <laughs> And then when I put all that effort into that, I thought, well, I might as well put all the effort into the photoshopping as well. So like that's that (laughs) put another one or two months on it. But the um, the puzzle design, it's like I'm very very happy that I did it. Like I remember that was I think it was a podcast. It was probably puzzling company where (laughs) they discussed that I I don't know what the context was, but I was already working on this, and they were talking about how great it would be if more puzzle companies took their first most popular game Mm -hmm. and had another look at it, basically. And I was so glad to hear that because that was exactly what I was doing. So I left almost no puzzle completely alone. Right. Um, But most of them stayed the same in essence. You know, the same kind of thing you need to figure out. Um, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, of course, but, <laughs>
0: yeah, but
1: make sure that the entire solving flow is a little bit smoother, a little bit nicer, or that the way it's signposted has, you know, a, a funny twist to it, or
0: mm-hmm.
1: that the object that you're um, manipulating mm-hmm. is a fun thing to play with in your hands, like making sure that it's actually a, a fun object to, to, to play, play around with. A lot of it was that. Yep. In that way, I looked at pretty much every puzzle and looked at what could be improved. And a lot of that was, you know, small, subtle things that I'm really happy with, but nobody will actively notice.
0: <laughs> yeah, as yeah. is always you the way, right? That's, yeah.
1: that's, the, that's the way it always is. <laughs> yeah. And then also there was a couple of things that bothered me, mm. uh, either because I had seen people play it and uh, noticed it, or just my sensibilities have changed and my opinions about things have changed over the years and just want to change it a little bit. Mm-hmm. One of those things was there is one object in the game that didn't really have any puzzle function at all originally. Right. It had a narrative purpose, but not a very strong narrative purpose either. It was just right. a very pretty object, and I wanted to keep it in because it was nice. Um, so I decided it had to be a puzzle, and I... That was actually kind of tricky to get that right. And I think I got it right, you know, from the testing. People like the puzzle. So that was one. And then there is the map of the village that just looks really nice. And I've uh, heard people say more than once that after they were done with it, they kind of said, like, I wish we... Could do a little bit more with this. Like I wish, I wish there was more <laughs> to it, and we could be playing around with this map a little bit more because it's just nice to do. So I did that. So I added that's another puzzle that was uh, eventually added. Um, and then of course we you you go through the whole process again of making sure it all really fits and there's a whole game flow that actually works and it's not just separate, disparate ideas.
0: Yeah, so. that's a question. Did did were there any puzzles that you weren't planning on? changing that ended up changing because of the other uh adjustments you were making or did it was everything basically like you just pretty much decided to tweak everything
1: yeah well like i said yeah i pretty much tweaked yeah. everything but not to yeah. the same extent i think that there were, um there were a couple of things that ended up changing more than i d- anticipated but mm-hmm. that's more because of what i wanted to do graphically Uh, I just like I said I wanted to uh, have another go at designing all these objects and making them look more real and nicer and those steps uh, did inspire or necessitate that some puzzles change a little bit but that's you know, not too much.
0: Yeah, I I remember seeing. Uh, I think you'd sent me a couple of pictures of them, but you also posted on your social media like comparisons with uh-huh. the old prop versus the new prop. I think specifically, I'm thinking of the there's the driver's license. I think mm-hmm. you posted. I yep. can't remember. Yeah, and then the picture of the sisters uh, yeah. you posted as well, and it was it was interesting to see the the little subtle differences in there, but that enhanced them so much uh and yeah yeah, no i I very much enjoyed that
1: yeah the 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 photograph of the sisters that's an actually it's it's kind of a nice story the um, that's actually like i can i i think i can spoil and say that that picture is just for narrative purposes because it's just a picture there's there's nothing there's nothing to it Um, but that's just the two main characters. Like, with your introduction letter, you get a very nice old photograph of these two mm-hmm. girls right before one of them got went missing. But the photograph that I had was kind of the mascot of the game in the Netherlands for years. Like, that was, like, in all the social media ads. And so oh, that yeah. that was one of the things that people saw first. And it was very nice. It's a very nice real photograph of two girls in the street. But it didn't really make sense because it was too old. Um, this game is set in 1979. Right. Right. And uh, years ago, I just wasn't too bothered with that. Like, I just took, oh, this looks old. This is fine. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, it
1: was, it was very dark brown sepia and uh, it had that, you know, I don't really know what the word is in English, but you know, the, the edges were like serrated or something. Like, oh, had, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, kind of like a 1930s carnival picture. Like, I, that's yeah. kind of like the association that I have now. So I wanted to change that to something that was very typically 1970s and really worked. But I also had this image of these two girls in my mind. like It basically has to be this picture set in the 70s. Um, And then I had to find it. And I did, like, on Flickr, I think I found it. Um, But it wasn't free to use. And it had been posted in 2012. And it was, I think, a photograph of the poster's mom and her friend or something. Um, Okay, okay. Anyway, I tried hunting down who this poster was and like and i came to a tumblr that had been dead for years and there was a video on that and then in the credits of the video there was a name and in the end i i was able was able to contact her and also she wasn't creeped out by the fact that i'd found her um and yeah and then they uh agreed that uh, I could use the picture and they would, you know, get a game out of it. Um, <laughs> <that was super laughs> fun. And I'm so happy with this new photograph because it completely keeps with the atmosphere, of the original, but just, yeah. it does everything I wanted to do. So that was very yeah. nice.
0: That's fantastic. Oh my gosh. The, the legs that you can go to for a prop <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and to, to get that, man, I didn't even think like, yeah, where would you get old looking photographs? and um to, yeah. to but to also suit the heart of your game but also to suit the period yeah yeah that's so cool oh man and so what was the like you, once once you started redesigning and everything uh i am curious like how do you beta test something like that especially when your first game was was so popular um how do you go about finding beta testers for the new version yeah. Uh, and did you did you go to people who had played the original as well or did you try to find mostly new new faces for it?
1: I definitely tried to find new players. Mm-hmm. Um, I did end up like on testing night. Hearing, oh, I think I did play this. You know,
0: <laughs> um, you're like, damn it!
1: Um, but that wasn't too much of an issue. Then, like in the, uh, they would just hold back at some points if they remembered something, or you right, know, it's right. been years. You know, for these for these people, yeah. um, like not for everyone, but uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like this game definitely sold more in the first couple of years than in the more recent years. Yeah. So I have it wasn't too hard to find people. Like I have this new workplace that I am in and you know, like it, it's pretty well in the Netherlands and it's not a big country, but still a couple thousand games on a couple million people. It, it was, yeah. it wasn't that much of a problem to find new players basically.
0: Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> and um, was the, did you find that people, the, the beta testing process was easier because they were already established puzzles or were there, hiccups along the way like did did people get stuck in the spots you expected them to get stuck in Um, they got
1: stuck at the new puzzles you know that's the very new puzzles yeah that makes sense i guess yeah like the the other stuff was completely fine because it had already been play tested (laughs) at one point and was just improved now yeah and i I was very happy with the results actually that was kind of there was no problem at all just the two puzzles that i added needed definitely needed work Uh, (laughs) and then yeah Um, and then they got work and it was yep. they were fixed. Other than that, it was just it was so good. Like the first time I play tested it, then I hadn't had that much time put into it. Like it had been a couple of weeks, and I had mm-hmm. my first play test, and it was super valuable. Like I hadn't actively seen people play this game for years, and just seeing all the strengths and weaknesses of the game. Then me and my uh, my partner um, discussed like. That went pretty well. And also, oh my God, this is so incredibly valuable. Like, we should be yeah. doing this every week. And like, we know how important testing is, but still playing this game that was three or four years old and it hadn't been changed that much. And there was so much to learn just from that one play test. And that's basically where I went off the rails and started redesigning more. <laughs> and, um,
0: I think no. I remember you like coming in being like, by the way, we've added another, board. like we've changed another puzzle. So <laughs> this text has to change. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. It's like, I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> Jumping back to the translation, I'm just realizing now I, another fun thing that I enjoyed was figuring out, like knowing where to draw the line of, you know, when to make something easier for people to get and when to just, let something be more Dutch, uh, right? Uh, yeah. To kind of still give a sense of the culture and the and that sort of thing. And I think it's something in the video games industry that they struggle with still when they're when they're um,
1: localizing or something
0: localizing the game and uh, end up could end up basically erasing anything that <laughs> that uh, made that game unique uh, location wise. And and there were moments where like you know there I think there was a couple of moments where uh i don't know if this is a spoiler but um i don't think it is for instance the um one of the characters in the game has had a moped and yeah and and so the original text had the specific brand of moped but I yeah. think a lot of North That was a point where we did change it that. just
1: to moped, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we changed uh, it just
0: to moped because I'm like I don't know the brands or the the makes or anything like that. yeah. And yeah.
1: yeah, no that was a little um, bit of, you know, placing it in in time like yeah. here in the Netherlands saying that someone was riding around on a Solex very strongly places it in that you know, period. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's, uh, that's one of the things that we took out. That's right. Now, it's it's really funny, the translation bit, um, I I had to make, like we had to make, but I made, basically made the choices there. I'm like, yeah. uh, um, very deliberate choices because, like you said, it's still set in the Netherlands, in a Dutch village. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was actually the first choice. Like we, I could have easily decided to completely uh, move it over to a different setting and it was kind of hard to decide which would, you know, uh, work better.
0: I think it was a Mars, good choice to keep it there. But I'm yeah. very happy
1: with the choice. It's also, uh, we leaned into it a little bit more, like there's a couple more windmills and tulip fields here and there than there used to be. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know.
0: Look, everybody, it's Dutch. Yeah. No,
1: <laughs> no it, uh, a little yeah. bit, but it's hard because where do you draw the line in what you translate? Mm. Um, there's, There's street names, for example. And any street name here would end in straat, not street. But whatever comes before that, you could just leave as it is because it doesn't really matter functionally, but it's kind of a weird mixture there. So Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that we had to decide on. And the thing that I think is most funny, and I think I mentioned this in in another interview as well, is the driver's license. right? Because this is exactly what the driver's license used to look like. But on the front, of course, it says rijbewijs uh, Mm -hmm. in Dutch. But we can't, like, that doesn't make sense. Like, if it says rijbewijs in Dutch place, would will just not know what it is. Mm-hmm. So it has to say driver's license in English. And right. then above that, it says kingdom of the Netherlands, yeah. driver's license. And then underneath that, and that's the, the thing that still cracks me up, is uh, it says permis de conduire, because it says that in French on the Dutch driver's license as well. Uh, oh, For some weird historical reason. So now it says driver's license in two different languages on the of which are (laughs) Dutch. um, I'm I'm trying to make it work and not take you out of the immersion as much as possible. But whenever you stop and think about it, all of it is super weird. Like they're all (laughs) Dutch people and they're all talking in English to each other. Just don't think about that and it's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah, just don't think of like just yeah. suspend your disbelief. Imagine yeah. it's a nudge. Yeah, I think there was one, and I won't mention what it is because that is a spoiler. Uh, there was one like there was one term where I was suggesting like if we use another word, and you and and we had discussed it actually. I think we debated slightly even, mm-hmm. and we ultimately like came out on like no, we should keep this term in here because it's very a very because specific. Yeah. typically
1: Dutch thing. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> like, I can't mention that though. Cause I'm like, I think that is a spoiler. So, a um, yeah. And so, yeah, it was, it was kind of a fun process in for me as well to kind of like figure out like, would this still make sense? Cause sometimes I have to put, I'm the type of person who will watch uh, things on subtitles. I don't like watching dubbed, uh, uh-huh. uh dubbed TV shows. I'm And, uh, watching Korean shows is a, it's kind of an exciting thing because um, sometimes the translations for those, like they'll still, there's no English equivalent for some of the words. And so you'll see something come up. And then like in the corner of the screen, like the, the translator who's volunteering to mm-hmm. <laughs> to do this, like has a sentence explaining what the word they just said was <laughs> <laughs> because it's like some Korean slang for which there is no English equivalent. And, uh, and it's yeah. also interesting because I'm learning the language a bit now mm-hmm. and and. I will hear something on the TV, like because now a lot of them are on Netflix, and Netflix pays their translators, so they they actually do try to think of English equivalents. But I will very clearly hear something in Korean, a word that I have learned, and see what yeah. they tried to, you know, explain. Yeah. It. Like I kind used... of
1: feel for the translator, I think. Like, yeah, you right. Had a and... tough job there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I'm like that is not what that means. But you tried. That's that's yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> and so. I, I tended to have to tr- had to try and get into the head of somebody who doesn't watch necessarily a lot of foreign shows or doesn't mm-hmm. uh come across like who who might need more explanations not because like of any intelligence or anything it's just like you're not exposed to it right and so i had to like try and get out of my head because i'm like yeah it's fine to see that word i'm like actually no i uh, i'm the type of person who sits there and googles it and then like looks up the history of it (laughs) yeah
1: like whenever i type any word into google it just says like as a suggestion that word with the word synonym after it like that's because it's completely used to me like googling that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, so the translating there was kind of weird and kind of fun, and it's also, um, I think, the new version of the game takes itself just a tad less serious than the previous one. Like, I, I have some fun with this stuff. Like, I, I think it's yeah. fine. It is kind of weird. Like, it's it's it is a little bit. It's a bit of a serious story, but it doesn't matter. You are still doing this for fun, so there yeah. can be jokes in there. And there's a lot of hidden jokes and references as well. And also, like, for example, there is one item that's the yellow page, like a page torn Mm -hmm. from the yellow pages. So there's loads of street names on there, and none of them make sense. And um, some of them, like, are very deliberately weird. Like some (laughs) things that I have translated myself so literally that, you know, for a Dutch player, maybe when he sees that, They'll read it and think, "Why is this here?" and then realize what it is in Dutch, and maybe have a yeah. bit of a, ju- a laugh about that. Same thing for the same thing for the TV guide as well. Like that's the, the TV original TV guide. guide.
0: Oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> so
1: I took some Dutch TV shows and just translated the title literally, which is ridiculous. But you know, <laughs> I I had some fun with it. it
0: oh my gosh! Literal translations are the best. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh man, TV guide. Like, I don't know. Like, for some people, for, for those born after the year 2000, I guess, them playing this game, they'll be like, What's a TV guide? And I'll, you know, it's just, it's no,
1: the... no, no. There's not a separate TV guide in the game, by the way. It's just an item in the newspaper. Like, there's a. Oh, no,
0: no. I'm, just, of... I'm just pontificating because yeah. I'm old and I'm like, Yeah, no, man, no, no, TV me too. guide. Just, it's I the just greatest. didn't want to
1: give the listeners the idea that them, there's also a separate TV guide in it. Not that oh, that doesn't no, no, matter no, all no. that much, but still.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <No>. yeah. <laughs> good old tv guide anyway yeah that's that's very exciting and so having done this redesign is your hope to do redesigns for the other games uh
1: absolutely yeah 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 well first of all it's my hope that the other games will come out in english at all like that will all depend on the success of this kickstarter so just feel the pressure there yeah Uh, but also (laughs) i would love to redesign them i think that the second and third game need a little less work um, the second game definitely needed the most. Like the first version of that that came out was just kind of not good enough. I think, um, like it was, it had very you know second system syndrome. Like the the like I was super ambitious and had all these ideas and took myself way too seriously and people were <laughs> pressuring me for the game. At least that's what I felt. So it came out too soon and was not tested enough. So actually, when that game came out, I released kind of like a patch. Uh, like people could get some new materials because it was just not to my standards. Um, but um, that game was already redesigned. That's basically my point. Uh, oh, last year, yeah. the, the second print run of that came out and I put a little bit of work into that, making it a lot better. But that was kind of like, that was a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So when that does come out in English, it will probably need less work because it you know, already had, uh, a mm-hmm. lot was already done. And the third game, you know, was the last one that I made and it is still the one looking back that I'm the, most, the happiest with. Mm. So that's probably also going to take a little bit less work. Um, yeah. but who knows when I get into it who knows what changes. Uh, knows? I didn't think there this are the one
0: was gonna- and her- Yeah. And,
1: you know <laughs> it is more like any new product it is going to be more exciting for me and anyone if the changes are bigger, like right, it's just it's going to be
0: very true. And yeah. is there anything you would change about the process having done it now?
1: Ooh, <laughs> that's a good question. Like, yeah, like I said, I definitely hope that it's going to be quicker. Like, I I mm-hmm. very much underestimated it. Like this this time, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I I had a bit of a rough year creatively, which mm-hmm. is actually like I said at the start of the podcast, and um, that's actually like in very short term, that's the reason we came out with this new version of an existing game instead of something new. Like we started something new and I wasn't able to finish it, basically. Mm -hmm. And when I started creating this new version, the Vendermist dossier, I finally found my creative juices again. And I was very happy about that. And I just dived right in and I forgot about everything else and I stopped managing my company and I just basically (laughs) went into design mode for months. Uh, Way too long, and I had no plan on when I was going to be happy with the end result. Mm
0: -hmm. So uh,
1: I just kept going and just uh, kept adding stuff. Yeah. Um, And that obviously isn't very healthy or professional. So when I I do the redesigns for the other two, I definitely want to have a better plan of... How much yeah. time we want to spend and you know what actually has priorities there and what
0: doesn't. Uh, yeah, that's that's a good question actually. Especially with a redesign, how do you know where do you draw the line of like, okay, we're done. We're it's it's done. We're done put making all the adjustments, running the beta tests. I think we're ready to put this out now.
1: Yeah, I wish I knew. Like, <laughs> I basically, like, Is like, it like, a feeling in your like, gut?
0: It's like, f- yeah. I finished <laughs> this
1: one. And send it out. Like, we we created a couple of review copies and sent them out. So it should be finished. Like, I actually promised those reviewers this isn't, you know, this is the game that people will be playing because otherwise, you know, what are you reviewing? But still, even since then, I'm thinking of loads of things. (laughs) (laughs) And I And I won't. Like, it's just going to be tiny little, you know, mistakes Mm -hmm. that I'm fixing. Mm -hmm. Um, Except that there is a hidden bonus puzzle track. I, th- I don't know if you oh. even know about that. Like, I do not, yeah. That's <laughs> something for the complete trilogy, if it ever comes out. There's a loads of hidden puzzles in the new version that weren't there before mm-hmm. uh, that are uh, a lot harder than the original game, and they are completely uh, unrelated to the story. They're just meta, they're just puzzles for puzzle's sake. And, and they are their own puzzle track that leads you through the entire trilogy. So it goes, it goes uh, yeah. back and forth through the trilogy. So a lot of that has been planted in this game now, but mm-hmm. shouldn't you, like as a player, you shouldn't be able to unlock it un- unless you've uh, played the second game as well. <laughs> you've um, just
0: challenged like a whole bunch of people. <laughs> to get yeah, to yeah, get yeah okay. To get well,
1: it I mean, you <laughs> know what? If you find it without using the clues, you know, good for you. Um, <laughs> I will be incredibly impressed. <laughs> uh, but that it like that's completely new yeah and'm I'm, I'm very excited about it I like it a lot and there's a lot of puzzles that I can finally use in a game that I had been holding back on for a long time because it was just too hard or didn't fit a story right. um, and now that we're um, you know preparing the actual production of this game mm-hmm. I... Uh, I am thinking, like, you know, if I hold back a little bit longer, I might be able to squeeze in a couple of more clues and a couple of more puzzles here and there <laughs> right. to make that bonus puzzle track a little bit bigger. So, like, like the question was, when do you know when you're finished? Um, I do know now that I should be finished. Uh,
0: <laughs> I, th- I guess I guess the question is is one of, like, timelines, right? Like, if you're... <laughs> a, I don't know if you're ever truly finished. Even with things like not Games, when I write a script, it's like, is it ever truly finished? Because... I've had plays that I've put on, they've gone on stage and even while they're on stage, I'm sitting there being like, I should rewrite yeah. this scene, <laughs> and, and, you know, <laughs> revisit this and I'll just give the actors some notes and, you know, and, and, uh, but there, there comes a point where it's sort of like a deadline of, of sorts that,
1: yeah, I know, like, like really practically for this game, at least it's, it's the testing nights. That's when, you know. Like when you test it a couple of times and you're really yeah. happy with the results that when, you know, like this at least is really good. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 could stop now that like, that's the most important bit. And yeah. then of course you need the strength as a designer to let it go. But at some point you have to.
0: Yeah. Well, the, the review copies have been getting great feedback. So I think that's, that's good.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm so far, I'm super, super stoked. with. Yeah. People so like I think that's a good sign it. that yeah. things
0: were ready. <laughs> If I wasn't, I wasn't sure if I was, yeah, I figured the reviews are out, so it's okay I mentioned them, or?
1: Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, like, even okay. as we're speaking now, um, like, four or five reviews have been published.
0: Nice.
1: And, um, like, by the time this comes out, if this comes out after the Kickstarter goes live, there should have should be a, a bunch more, at least. Yeah. Uh, so, so no, that's, that's totally fine, of course.
0: Yeah. Any advice that uh, you have for anybody who's maybe looking to redesign their games or to revisit old designs uh, that have been years since?
1: That's a very very hard question because this, for me, was such a rush of inspiration. Like, I I finally looked at the game with different eyes and it just kind of came from there. The most important advice that I have to give is that I think it's really worth it to try. Like, this Mm -hmm. game had been getting good reviews for for all that time. So there was never really um, a push for a redesign. The only push yeah. that I got was for a translation. And yeah. that was kind of lucky that it kind of you know dragged me into a redesign process. Yeah. Um, and this, like I said, there was this, I, I think it was I think it was puzzling company where they talked about this. Like it, it would be so great if uh, creators uh, at some point, take the time to look at the first, which is often the most popular game, especially with you know subscriptions and stuff. Like that's the game where you have to draw your players in. That's the, yeah. the time when you get to impress and make sure that people want to buy the next one. And even if the second one isn't as good, you know they're going to give you another chance for the third one. So mm-hmm. um, having a very good look at your original game and thinking, is it really as good as I remember it? Uh, yeah, is absolutely worth it, especially now that the industry is growing and improving so much. Yeah, and the same thing happened in escape rooms, like the games that I was completely raving about originally.
0: Yeah,
1: they've been surpassed. And uh as a creator or a business owner, it's really easy to still linger on the reviews that you got years ago, but that you know, you might be kidding yourself a little bit. So, um, yeah. I think that's the most important advice. Like I'm really happy that I got to do it.
0: I think it's I think it's incredibly important. Yeah, revisiting anything. This is an extreme example, but even like revisiting stuff that I did as a student that was received well and you know I was really proud of myself at the time and then I reread it now and I think, "Oh, dear god." <laughs> <I> was- <laughs> was such a student <laughs> and yeah. uh you know you think you have the best idea in the world and you find out no you had an idea that many other people have and yeah. you told it in not the greatest way but you told it in a way that just you know it was fine it was fine yeah you know, it, it was good enough you, to get
1: some very nice comments yeah,
0: yeah. but and, uh, you've learned something since then and and yeah, yeah uh yeah, as a Absolutely. person too.
1: Like it's I remember that I I also tried to write some stuff when I was a student. And not only do you have that kind at least I had that, that kind of like debut syndrome where you want the format of the story to be something exceptional. Like I had to oh, do, yeah, deal right? with different perspectives and stuff. All the time. It, I couldn't just tell a normal story first and get that right. You know, it no, had to be weird. It had and, to be
0: subversive. It had yeah, to break yeah. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> like boundaries. That was one. And, like, just yeah. get
1: a story right first. Like, show yeah. to yourself that you can do it. And But also, like, I, I wanted to grapple with serious themes, you know, but I had never yeah. lived through anything. So, you know... <laughs> <laughs> looking back at some stuff it's it's, it's yeah it's very this is
0: real man this is yeah. real. <laughs> real life and you're like no yeah. it's really not <laughs> and i think that's that's something that's valuable for people too um is it's something i tell escape room designers or like when i hear people with narrative and they come up to me and they're like i'm i want to make like i want to be the one to like break the escape room narrative boundary where mm-hmm. you know like i'm gonna move people i'm gonna i'm gonna have the best escape room narrative and mine will be the definitive narrative and it's oh, yeah, gonna be yeah. I so important myself
1: doing that all the time
0: yeah uh, <laughs> yeah yeah i do, i do it myself too And but but learning how to tell a simple story can yeah. be really important like i'm like learn how to do it simply first like if you can catch players with a simple story, there's a reason that Romeo and Juliet is still told to this day. It's because oh, like that's real That's such a incredibly themes. good
1: point. That's yeah. kind <laughs> of like the, the project that that didn't work out so far. Like I still would love to do it at some point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that's that's where we got stuck on. Like we had all these huge ideas for what the story needed to be, and nothing yeah. was nothing was working out. It was good enough, and uh, yeah, it's. Uh,
0: yeah. But it'll, it'll come, it'll come.
1: <laughs> I, I think I told this, uh, I may have said this somewhere before, but like the fact that I really, really care about good storytelling in my games yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that I'm that good at storytelling in my games. You know, and um, that those are two very different things. So that's, you know, that's also why... Yeah. I absolutely wanted to work with someone, so I'm really happy yeah. with that. Well
0: it was it was a lot of fun and I'm really yeah. I'm really excited to play the full game. That's that's gonna be exciting. So yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna be on that Kickstarter. It's being like, yeah, me. But it's I I think what I what I very much enjoyed is that like while you say like, you know, I'm not necessarily good at storytelling, at the same time, the 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 components were there. Uh mm-hmm. and you know, it's it's they just needed to be realized, and it was a lot of fun exploring those characters and having yes. those discussions with you uh, about you know like their histories, their personalities, uh, even the the periphery characters that come into it mm-hmm. sometimes. Uh, we're a lot of fun, and uh, and seeing like I I enjoy a good stereotype. So the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, there isn't
1: like, room for much more than that in a yeah. character in a game like this. Like it, it it's either a stereoty- stereotype or it's nothing, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and so I I the fact that yeah you could have themes and and a story a plot as serious as this but still ha- inject a lot of fun into it as some yeah. fun into it as well, and that's that's always a lot of fun. Yeah. At any rate, that's about all I had. Was there anything else you wanted to bring up or um I don't think so.
1: I think we covered the subject that? of, you know, redesigning a game pretty extensively. Yeah. And it was very nice uh, talking to you again.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today and if uh, people would like to check out your Kickstarter, whether it's before or after <laughs> September twenty eighth, where, where can they go?
1: Well, if it's already up, you should just go to Kickstarter and look for the Vendorist dossier. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's the easiest way. The company is called Diorama, mm-hmm. and our website is diorama.games. So right. I think that's the easiest thing to uh, to remember. So, so yeah, look for, the... look for Diorama at diorama.games on Instagram and Facebook. We're Diorama Games. and uh, But right now you should just focus on the Kickstarter. Just go to the Kickstarter for the Vandermist dossier. That's, yes. uh, that's where by you want to
0: be. By the Vandermist dossier. Yeah, that's great. All right. I will talk us out. Room Escape Divas is brought to you by Inverse Genius. Go to inversegenius.com to find other fun podcasts just like this one. You can also email us, that's right, at roomescapedivas at gmail.com If you are on Facebook, you can go to Room Escape Divas, click the like button We are still having community meetups every Friday evening at 6.30pm Eastern Standard Time Sorry Europeans, that is very late for you uh, <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I know,
1: I know This is one of those things that I always miss yep.
0: Yep. And if you are on Twitter, you can use the hashtag REDivas Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.